I'll hang in there. The pandemic's going to end. And I think the future will be pretty bright for those that, that make it through. So I would just say continue to weather the storm because it's the light is there at the end of the tunnel. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am so excited for this episode today, as if I've had an episode I'm not excited for. But today, I'm especially <laughs> excited because I am joined by nerd-turned-entrepreneur Steve Simone. Now, here's a little bit about Steve. I met him at Murtech in Vegas, where he blew everyone away with Bebot. Um, his background is he built hardware and software from San Francisco to New York City. Um, he's not only been on a fascinating journey, but a really fascinating guy. And he has a record. He doesn't even know this, but he has a record. Out of my 10,000 or so LinkedIn followers, he has the shortest LinkedIn byline. It is, and I counted this, ladies and gentlemen, 10 characters long, including a comma and a space. He is the CEO of Bebot, um, an amazing integration partner, for us here at Ovation. Steve, thank you so much for joining us at Given Ovation, man. Zach, great to great to be here. And that was a really great intro. It was very flattering. Thank <laughs> you. And by the way, now I'm a little jealous because you have this really good mic for the podcast. And I, I need a sweet mic to improve my sound. Well, that's right. You got a sweet company though. So thank let's, you, thank you. Let, let's start, let's talk about that. Tell us about what is Bebot? Why is it needed? Yeah, I mean, Bebot was born in... 2018 at the beginning of 2018 actually we launched a robotics product and it was really to solve um our pain and me and my co-founders we were you know we were at a bar in san francisco and we were it was very crowded it was last call and we wanted to spend more money for one more drink and just really wasn't we weren't able to it's a very simple problem i think many people have experienced the same problem mm -hmm. and we did what three electrical and nuclear engineers would, which is totally overbuild a solution <laughs> with, without actually talking to any customers. So we How like Microsoft of you, Steve. Yeah. We spent about a year in, uh, in California, like building an overhead robot that delivered, delivered drinks from the ceiling that went from the bar to the ceiling to your table. And um, yeah, okay. it just turned I out just, that it got, yeah, go ahead. I just want to make sure that people caught that. Bebot started off as a robot bartender. No, I got to correct you there. Oh, correct. A me. robot sidekick. Oh, that's bartender, right. A, a bartender sidekick. There we for go. For delivering the drink. It wasn't a, making the drinks. A bartender runner. How about that? It was a runner. Yeah, it was a runner. A, a robot runner for restaurant, for bars and restaurants. It, it's just such a cool, when he told me that idea first at, in Vegas, I was like, wait, what? And, <laughs> and now- Tell them what you do. What is Bebot? Well, so to get the, we had one customer in Cincinnati called Tokyo Kitty using the ro robot runners. And to get the robot to the table, there was a QR code on every table. And that, and you ordered on the Bebot software. That was part of the robotic system. Um, and now Bebot is just that software. 
Um, you know, we still offer the robot and, you know, we can still make them, but really the core of the business that is scaling is just the QR code part. Um, and instead of a robot, it's a human walking the food and drink to the table. So we are the, I'll tell you, people are always afraid about robots taking jobs. I'll tell you, they really aren't. Uh, we're, we're, they're not, they're just not good enough. Humans are just way more efficient. So, so that's how Bebot got its name. Right, it's because yeah. Well, so I we didn't have a name for our robot, and I was trying to come up with one, and uh, I really liked that robot BB-8 from Star Star Wars. Like the new Star Wars had the. Have you seen the wheeling robot around? No, but but for our listeners, I did warn you. He was a nerd turned entrepreneur, uh, but he's still. <laughs> so I like that Star Wars robot, and uh, my niece really, my brother's uh, kid, my niece uh, Parker, she really liked that robot, and was always asking Uncle Steven for BB-8. And then I was like, B-V-B-Bot. That was it. Dude, there we go, man. <laughs> Love it. And so, but you're working with, you're working with clients all over the place. Like, tell us a little bit about kind of the, your, your typical client yeah. and, and uh, why, why does B, I guess in your opinion, why does B-Bot with everything that's out there, why does B-Bot need to exist? Yeah. I mean, it really needs to exist because of the, the fractured point of sale industry. Um, you know, there's a, there's a ton of point of sale companies, um, which I'm sure you're very familiar with your listeners mm-hmm. are probably very familiar with. And each one of them has their own unique way of doing things. Um, and so like this new system comes along like Bbot, where you can order on your phone, uh, with, at the table. And it is basically a new type of point of sale. Um, but everyone has their legacy point of sale and not all those point of sale companies offer this solution natively. So we can kind of overlay on top of that. And, and that's the new um, like entry to the market, basically. And people really want this type of technology now, especially owners who are looking to add efficiencies to their, their model. So who, who is your typical customer? Who do you, who do you typically work with? Um, our main customers are casual, full service. So places that are very casual, not fine dining and, and not fast casual. So think not sweet green, not like high-end white tablecloth, the things mm-hmm. in between. Um, and those are very, those are very varied establishments that can stretch from like a burger joint to a bowling alley. Like it, it, there's a lot of stuff in the casual dining segment. Um, so it, it makes for a lot of different feature requests. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. And so I'm sure you've seen a lot over these last, you know, um, cause I mean, you're working with thousands of locations across the country. Are you international yet? Yeah. Yeah. We're in like five or six countries now too. So, okay. So coast to coast, international, thousands of uh, restaurant locations. What have, what has been the biggest surprise for you in the last six months? Uh, I would say, you know, the, probably the biggest surprise is that the consumer quickly latched onto the QR code. Um, Very surprising to me because for two years, People were like, Ugh, I don't know about scanning that QR code. Maybe. What does that do? I don't, I've never used that before. And like mm-hmm. quickly, everyone just kind of adopted it. Um, it's very wild to see because, you know, it just wasn't like that before the pandemic. So is this something where, I mean, do you have any kind of finger to the wind? What has the, what has the take rate, the increase been in the last, you know, six months. And I say six months because kind of, you yeah. know, when COVID happened, it was like, oh, what the frig is going on? And now it's, you know, 
we're, we're kind of, I mean, it's similar. just everyone now is like, you know, whereas before we were a niche product and like we had, you know, 90 really awesome, like really hardcore fervent fan customers um, that were like, yeah, I believe in this future. This is pre COVID. I believe in this future. They would put the QR codes on the table. Everyone was ordering guests, guests were doing it to like, now everyone is, and then, and then the ones that said no to us would be like, no way, no one's going to order on their phone in my restaurant. Mm-hmm. The take rate's almost it's totally opposite now. I mean, it's like everyone is like, oh, wow, like viewing menus on the QR code, ordering off the QR code, paying from the QR code. It's all very standard now. And it's very surprising. So do you guys have pictures of menus and stuff like that on the, on the, the menus that you guys have? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so one of the things that restaurants, as you know, they love customization. They mm-hmm. want to um, really uh, show off their brand in a great way. So, you know, what we do is we create a branded URL. So it's their URL, um, not Bbot, And it has their images um, and their menus on their timers. And yeah, we try to do that best for them and even put their fonts in if they want, because, you know, for their brand, that's important too. Yeah. And I think that that's so important. I think, you know, as people have a lot of times just kind of thrown up uh, things online, right? They'll just throw up a, a menu online and you open it up and it's just like nothing but text. Um, it's some, it's sometimes hard, especially when you're used to the menu having pictures to transition to all text. And so I love that, you know, having a very image focused um I think is really important, especially if that was your brand before, because that's something that a lot of people that have that have come on, a lot of customers that I've talked to, I'm sure you have as well, are concerned about how do they not dilute their brand? Um, how does their brand not get sick from COVID, right? And w- yeah. what, have, what have you seen people doing? I mean, in terms of technology or just in general? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, I mean, general, yeah. Well, so, so the main, one of the main things is, right, um, they've really... Whereas before they spent a lot of time thinking inside their four walls, they're now thinking outside of the four walls of their establishment. They're um, looking to like update their Squarespace page or update their, you know, if they use like Wix or maybe even a more restaurant specific one, like a bento box. Um, They're trying to make sure they get their brand online. Mm -hmm. Um, And really that's because the point of sale is moving online. Um, not just for in the venue, but out of the venue ordering as well. Like the web, the website's now the entry point, um, which makes it very uh, important for companies like a, like a Wix or a Big Commerce or Shopify or Squarespace to add more restaurant features because these brands are trying to go online now. Yeah, and have you seen people? Um, have, have you seen anything that's been you know successful in terms of once they look outside the four walls? How do they still keep the the essence of what was within the four walls, uh, you know, still work. Cause, cause you guys work both yeah. online, you guys work in store and off premise, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's little things like uh, little tweaks, like even, even refreshing their packaging for, for online ordering for delivery, like paying attention, making the packaging special. That's something a lot of our brands in New York do, um, you know, to get that, to get the person who's interacting, because that's their that's their touch point now. Like they get the bag from the delivery guy, that that packaging has got to show the brand off, and hopefully that when the pandemic ends, they uh, come back in. Yeah, totally. I think the the packaging really makes a lot of sense, and you know, I, I try to say it as often as I can. 
but if you're using plastic packaging, like the, the clear plastic packaging, please stop. It, your food is getting soggy. Your food is getting cold and it doesn't leave a good brand impression. So yeah. uh, love that. Great idea, Steve. Now looking to the future, you know, approaching 2021, um, here we are, you know, on the cusp of this, this great new year, looking to put 2020 behind us. What should we be focusing on in 2021? What is the future of restaurant technology? Yeah. So I think it's about the customer experience, um, products like Ovation, not to put you back on the spot since dun, you're interviewing dun, 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 me, but, <laughs> but no, I mean, seriously, like uh, thinking about that is really important. So the pandemic is going to end, thankfully. We're going to have a vaccine and we want people to be ready for that. And that means getting ready for the new customer experience. Um, and so, you know, things like Ovation are very good because they have a frictionless way to gather feedback. Um, and so like, that's the kind of stuff we want people to get in place, um, especially as more people are going to start coming back into the restaurant when the pandemic ends. Mm -hmm. And so we're always trying to show restaurants these different uh, tools they can implement to help them better collect guest data and get the guest sentiment. Because it's, it's not just important to have that, you know, that, that guest experience work off premise, but it's about having that be unified when they do come back into the restaurant. Are they looking at a totally separate restaurant? Like, is, is it totally different? It should feel the same because a lot of a lot of customers are being introduced to restaurants for the first time in this pandemic because they're opening up DoorDash. They're going and yep. Googling lunch near me and ordering online with Bebot, right? Like they're, they're having these experiences and getting introduced to new brands. So what's the next iteration of that when they come back in? How do you unify that, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think these tools are, are helping to unify that journey. And it's just getting it set up takes some time and, and getting used to the new products out there. Um, but if the restaurants do it right, they can have a consolidated set of tools so they're not spending too much and still get that data. So how do you look at it in terms of, you know, you, you talked about consolidated, right? How do you look at it in terms of one solution to rule them all versus <laughs> a integrated stack? Um, you know, I would... If you want to do the nerdy answer, like obviously with time equals infinity, there there should be one company that has all the features. Um, but obviously, you know, like all things are moving in that direction. However, like over the next five years, I mean, you really have to have a couple different point solutions working together just because um, like the all-in-one dream of just like one vendor to work with, just I haven't seen that in, in my 15 years in software. Mm -hmm. uh, Look at Salesforce. They are the, the CRM, you know, that businesses use to run on, but yet you have 15 or 20 apps that integrate with it, I'm sure, for your team. And, yep. and we do it at Bebot. Like there just isn't one restaurant tech company to rule them all. Uh, and I don't see that in the next five years, at least. Yeah. So are you guys a, um, you know, I, I've had some people that will ask this. They're like, well, wh why do I need Bebot if I've already got a POS? Like I've, I've got my point of sale and, you know, I kind of use their, their built-in online ordering system. It's kind of janky, but it's like, whatever. Why would, why would somebody switch to Bebot? Uh, if you just needed a really focused um, streamlined experience for your guests. So, you know, one of the main reasons is just a very simple thing. Like 
if they're at a certain set of tables on the left side of the bar versus on the right side, the order shows up at the correct bartender's printer. Like that's something unique to Bbot. Um, so if you have if you have specific operational needs, you know we're the only game in town for that. Um, and most of these companies behind the scenes try to license our our hardware for that because it's just something that you know we solved. Um, so yeah, I mean in that in that respect, it's a little bit of a monopoly. Uh, <laughs> a monopoly but it's not like a monopoly of a huge industry <laughs> but yeah so like it's very if you need if you have advanced operations you would you would need us the point of sale companies uh don't seem to have an appetite for advanced routing of tickets mm-hmm. awesome so um and i guess final final word what would be your last piece of advice to restaurant listeners um well hang in there the pandemic's gonna end and I think the future will be pretty bright for those that that make it through. So I would just say continue to weather the storm because it's the light is there at the end of the tunnel. That's right. And as we always like to say, that light is not a train. So Steve, uh, here here are the key takeaways. (laughs) Number one, robots are not taking over the world yet. Uh, Two, as I like to say, like boy bands and baggy pants, QR codes are back, baby. This is their fourth resurgence. Uh, and I think this time they're finally here to stay. So don't forget to utilize them. Uh, don't put like QR codes all over the place, but uh, QR codes really do work. We see it as well here at Ovation. Um, number three, keep your brand alive outside of your four walls. Do the little things. Look at your packaging. Look at every touch point and figure out how can you keep your same uh, spirit of your brand alive. Number four, 2021, all about the customer experience. So uh, make sure you've got that on your docket. The number five, the future is bright for those that make it to hold on to make it. Steve, how do people find you, follow you? Uh, Yeah, I'm at at Steven Simone on Twitter uh, and at MeetBbot on Instagram is our company Instagram. So that's how you can find me. Awesome. Well, Steve, for coming over to the dark side of entrepreneurship, leaving all the (laughs) robotics behind and yet still keeping that spirit strong, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you for joining us today, man. All right, man. Thanks for having me, Zach. Appreciate it. Okay. Go check out Bbot. And uh, if you have Bbot, let's talk about an integration. All right. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.